Yeah, we're really excited you're here for our Christmas Eve service. We're doing something special tonight. It is kind of a, a stripped back version. We're doing a candlelight service. We'll be lighting candles a little bit later. Uh, but we wanted to, we're, we, throughout this whole series called A Thrill of Hope, we've been talking about the different names of Jesus in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. And the last one we'll talk about a little bit later tonight is that Jesus is the Prince of Peace. And then when Jesus comes to be peace, but also to offer to you and I as followers of his a chance to have peace and abide in that peace, and offer peace to the world around us. And we said we want to find a way in the 45 minutes to an hour that we have together tonight, we want to find a tangible way to share that peace with a complete stranger. And so there's someone on their way here. We actually had a communication with a local business. We actually worked with Publix here locally. And we said, is there one family this Christmas that we can just kind of blow away with generosity and bless them? Is there a worker that you have that really just needs some extra Christmas love this year? And they let us know about a hard worker at Publix. She's a mother of, of five children, uh, four that are hers biologically, and one that, that she uh, kind of took on when the child was abandoned, took on as her own. And we've heard incredible st things about her story. And the thing is, she has no idea that we're doing this. But in about 30 minutes, she's going to be coming here to deliver a birthday cake for Jesus, having no idea that we're about right now to take up an offering and to give it to her as a tip for coming here to Ridgepoint Church and delivering that cake. And so later on tonight, she's going to walk through the doors to deliver the cake, and she's going to have no idea we're doing this. And all has to happen kind of quickly. But we're going to take up an offering tonight. Now, if you're coming regularly prepared, Chris is going to give you the details as to how to do this and how to make sure it's marked for the right person or to the church or whatever. But we just want to be able to blow away our community with the, with the practical love of Jesus. And so her name's Karen, and she's going to be coming here in a little while. And at some point when she's here, we're going to bring her up front. I'm going to ask you to go crazy for her and cheer for her. Uh, and then Chris is going to share how uh, you, you're able to give towards that. And then when we pray for the offering, we're also going to pray for her specifically. Luke 2 says that in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were filled with great fear. The angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto us is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angel went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. When they had saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning the child. All who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in their heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had seen, all they had heard and seen, as it had been told them. You know, we read as a family, we read the Christmas story every Christmas morning. And almost every time we read the Christmas story, we turn to the account that's written in Luke's gospel, the account that I just read. And sometimes because of the culture that we live in and because we've heard stories like this over and over, uh, sometimes I'm, I'm afraid that we can become immune to that message. 
But today, we are celebrating the very birthday of Jesus. We're celebrating the idea that God himself, that God would come down here to earth and be one of us, just like us. I can read this account and and I become so immune to it because we hear it over and over. And the weight of what's taking place at that moment is, is sometimes lost on us because we become immune to it. But tonight, I want us as a church to be able to, to really celebrate the fact. The angel is, is speaking here, and the angel appears to the shepherd, and, and the shepherds are out there, and they're doing their thing, and they don't have 2,000 years of context of having heard this story over and over and over again. They've not been able to hear this story. They don't know what's about to take place. And so the shepherds are out just minding their business, doing what they've always done, what they've done and probably what their ancestors have done for generation after generation. And they're just tending to their sheep, doing what they normally do. And out of nowhere, an angel appears. And it says about the shepherds that they are filled with fear because of that. Now, if that's you and I, if we're doing our thing, if whatever your business is, if you're kind of doing your thing, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, an angel appears and starts to speak to you, I think you and I would have the same response the shepherds had. We would respond in fear. But the angel responds to the shepherd's fear and then eventually a multitude of heavenly hosts join that angel and there's a couple of things that i want to look at that the angel says it says the angel lord appeared to them the glory of the lord shone round about them and they're filled with the fear and the angel says to them fear not so the angel begins with uh, with this with this statement the angel knows what's taking place the angel knows that the shepherds are full of great fear and so the angel's response, first response is, hey, 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 listen, listen, this is all part of, of God's story. This is about what's supposed to take place. So I know that your first and your appropriate response is to be a response of fear. But check that response for just a second. Hold on. I know the fear is coming, but, but check that for just a second. Don't have fear because instead of fear, I have something for you. So the first thing we focus on is the angel says, fear not. For behold, I bring you, then the second thing I want to focus on, the second thing the angel says is, I bring you good news. That word good news in in the Greek language, the New Testament was first written in the Greek language. And in the Greek language, that word for good news is the word euangelizo, which literally means the, the gospel. It means telling the good news. The good news of great joy that's for all the people. See, here's the crazy thing. When Jesus came, everyone thought... They, they knew there was this promise of the Messiah coming. They knew that he was going to come. And everyone thought when the Messiah eventually showed up, he was going to come and rescue his people. And it was going to be mainly for those people who were the religious elite, who were the, the rich, the ones who were popular in society. But the angel comes and says, listen, I have, I have some really good news. Instead of there being a response of fear, I want there to be a response of celebration. Because what I have, what the angel had for the shepherds that night, was a message of of good news, of great joy, that literally was for all the people. 
You see, when Jesus lived and he, and he grew up, he was a boy and eventually became a man. And he begins his ministry and he doesn't go out and pick the most popular people. And he doesn't go out and pick the religious elite. But instead he surrounds himself with fishermen and tax collectors. He surrounds himself just with normal people. And he says the good news of great joy is going to be out there for all people regardless of their background. Regardless of, of their situation. Regardless of the stuff that, that they've been through. And so Jesus is speaking, he says, or the, the angel is speaking, he says, fear not. For behold, I'm bringing good news of great joy. Now in our modern church setting, we often use the word gospel. The word gospel simply means the telling of the good news, the sharing of the good news. And so when we're out in the world today and, and we have this same message is just as appropriate today as it was 2,000 years ago. And we go out with a message saying, listen, just as important today, some 2,000 years later, is the idea that Jesus himself is God incarnate, God in the flesh. And that the miracle of, of this birth is just as relevant and is just as important as what, is what, what happened then is just as important for us today as it was back then. So the angel says, fear not. For behold, I bring you good news of great, great joy that's for all the people, regardless of background, that today the gospel goes out to all of us, regardless of background, regardless of even our past life, the choices we made when we were younger, choices we made that we thought, maybe that thing wrecked my life, and, and the gospel goes out, and the gospel is literally for every one of us. So three things we focus on. Number one, fear not. The second thing is that I bring you good news. I bring you, literally, I bring you the gospel. And then we continue on. For to you is born to stay in the city of David, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign for you. And it goes on down to verse, verse 13. It says, and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying. So all these heavenly hosts are saying together, watch this. Glory to God in the highest. So now instead of the shepherds just being confronted by one angel, now there's a multitude of the heavenly hosts, and they start proclaiming together, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Jesus comes, and as he comes, he comes as the prince of peace, and the angels pronounce that birth and says, listen, when he came, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those whom he favored. Now, that doesn't mean that life is always easy or peaceful. In fact, Jesus is going to say later up, as he's growing up, he says, I come not to bring peace, but to bring the sword. There's time that there's conflict in life. But he said, for those who are favored, for those who, who choose to follow the message that I have, I come that even in the midst of our adversity, even in the midst of our difficulties, I come to bring peace. Not a peace because of our circumstances. You see, some of us this year, and it seems like 2016 has been full of this a lot more than any other year I've experienced. But for a lot of us, this year has been really hard. We've suffered loss that was, was significant in our life. We thought, man, I, like it wasn't supposed to be that way. It wasn't, that was, that was so difficult and that was so hard. What about the peace that God promised. He doesn't promise us a peace because of our circumstances. But he does promise us a peace in our circumstances. 
that even when things are, are difficult, even when things don't go the way that we want them to go, we can still have peace. Maybe for you the story this year was that you had someone significant in your life, someone that you didn't want to let go of, and, and all of a sudden they're, they're not here now. At the end of 2016, they're not here, and we, we struggle to grasp why did that thing have to take place? Maybe it's not because of death. Maybe it was lost. You, you had plans in the future, and you're thinking, man, I'm dating this person, and I think that there's eventually going to lead to marriage, and, and I think this is going to be good. And all of a sudden, that person hurts you in some way, and, and now you're just kind of bitter about the whole thing, and you wondered, I don't have peace anymore. There's conflict in our life. Maybe as a parent, it's our children bringing the conflict. We thought, man, I thought being a parent was going to be easier than this, and I grow up, and, and things become more difficult, and things become more challenging and we, we say, what happened to the peace? I thought life was supposed to be more peaceful than this. And Jesus comes and says, I didn't come to say your circumstances are going to be peaceful. But that if you look for me in the midst of those circumstances, I'm going to be peace. See, Jesus is born of this virgin. He's born a very humble life. And if you look at just the way his life began, it was difficult, it was challenging, and it wasn't very easy. And yet he came to be peace. And here's the thing, if he is peace, then he allows us to abide in that peace. And if we abide in that peace, then our goal should be to offer peace to the world around us. That means that once you and I taste of that peace, we want to share that peace all around us. We want to be able to do that. And we want to be able to do that as a church tonight, to be able to share the peace of Jesus in everything that we do. Because the verse that we've been reading in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, we've been looking at the names of Jesus. And it says that for to us a child is born. To us a son is given. It talks about the government shall be upon his shoulder. And then we have these names of Jesus. The names of Jesus being he is the wonderful counselor. He is the mighty God. He is the everlasting father. And the final name, maybe the most significant name of all this Christmas season, is that Jesus himself is the very prince of peace. He's not just the, the guy who knows a little bit about peace. He's not just coming and saying, hey, I, I got a little bit of that peace stuff down. But he comes saying, I am the Prince of Peace. They're right in the midst of the challenges that we face that we can be peace. And so today, right now, we want to celebrate that. We want to celebrate the birthday of Jesus. We actually have a cake to celebrate the birth of Jesus. And so if you guys would bring this down front, we actually, this is from our favorite bakery of all, the Publix Bakery. So everybody give it up for Publix. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Now, you're actually from Publix, correct? Do you mind coming up here for just one second? I don't want to embarrass you if, if that's going to make you uncomfortable. But I just want to find out a little bit about this cake. So can we do that? Yeah. I'm, I'm JJ, by the way. How are you? Right. Do you mind taking a microphone? Would that be okay? I know you didn't plan this at all, <laughs> did you? You're like, what is going on right now? Uh, I'm Jay. What's your name? Karen. Karen. If you don't want to, Karen, it's fine. Karen? Oh, I'm good. Okay, come on up here then, Karen. Everybody give it up for my new friend, Karen. 
Man, this is everybody. So, so Karen, you, you mind taking that there? I know, I know. It's, it's nerve-wracking, and I do this like every week. I do this every week. I decorate uh, cakes in the corner. So, so you work in the bakery yeah. in the corner. Ten years. No, ten years at the Publix right here. Same store every day. That is awesome. They, I'm not kidding. I'm not saying it just because you're here. They make the absolutely best cakes yeah. there are out there. Thank you, so, Karen, did, did you actually make this cake? Did you make this no. cake? No, you didn't, because if you made this cake, I have a feeling it would have been even better. Okay, okay that's, that's what I'm told, at least, okay? So you worked there for 10 years. Christmas is right around the corner, right? Are you ready for Christmas? Yeah, getting there. You're getting there, huh? It's, it's two days away, so if we're not ready, yeah. we have basically tomorrow to make that happen. So do you have kids at home? I have five. Five kids. <laughs> so you have a lot of Christmas to get ready for. That's right. Uh, so that's awesome. I hope you have a wonderful Christmas. Uh, I know, like, I used to actually work for Publix, not around here. I used to work in, in St. Petersburg, but I worked at Publix. I know they have a general policy about not giving out tips, right? Absolutely. We're not supposed to give you a tip. Is it okay if we give you a tip tonight? Is that okay? I mean, this is different circumstances. We're not going to tell anybody. Don't tell those people over there. They, they're not going to know. Is it okay? We actually cleared this, actually, with your management. Because we want to be able to do something tonight for our community. We believe, as a church, that we can make a significant impact in our community. And so we've been working with your management, kind of finding out some stories happening in the store. And we found out a little about your story. And we said, as a church, we want to do a couple of things. Uh, so this all happened tonight. Our people came in tonight having no idea we're going to do this. There you go. <laughs> That's Glenda right there. And Glenda says you rock. And, and a little bit earlier, uh, we prayed for you as a church. We said, God, we don't know anything about you other than you're coming here delivering a cake and you had no idea we're going to do this. But we prayed for you as a church, and we actually said we want to be able to collect an offering to give you as a, as a tip tonight. And, and so a couple of things. First of all, we have a great business partner that works with us as well. We have a great relationship uh, with Winter Haven Chick-fil-A. And so they found out about what we're, what they're, what we're doing. Uh, so they actually gave us, this is not a chicken sandwich, unfortunately. <laughs> but it is full of gift cards and stuff for your family. So maybe as you're out shopping tomorrow, you could take your family out and, and have some, some Chick-fil-A on, on them. But also, we took up an offering, and, and literally, I didn't find out about, about what the offering was until about 30 seconds ago or so. But we took up an offering, and the church is finding out for the first time that what we're going to give you tonight is a gift to let you know that you matter to God. And because you matter to God, you matter to us. We're going to give you a tip right now of You can sit down if you want to sit down. That's fine. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> you don't have to say anything at all. We just want to let you know that, that God cares about you. And for some reason, he wanted you to have this this year. Thank you. Can you even say it? Thank you. It's not even enough. You can go ahead. If you want to. Thank you so Absolutely. much. Oh, my God. I've never had anything to do. Mm -hmm. Just want you to know that we love him and care about you. And that's yours. You. Absolutely. I need to help you down the stairs. I'm afraid we're going <laughs> to. Okay, so we'll come and help her out just to make sure that... <laughs> 
Everybody, one more time, give it up for Karen. Wow. That's awesome, church. You guys are amazing as well. Uh, public, staff, thank you guys so much for letting us do that. We greatly appreciate it. So we're going to do that tonight. Um, I just want to share one more verse. We're going to wrap this thing up. When we talk about being the peace of Jesus in this world around us, that happens through us being content in life. Not being contentious, but being content. I talked about when I was working for Publix as, as a young guy right out of high school. Uh, there were so many other people that wanted to strive and climb up the ladder and, and be successful, but the ones who were really successful were the ones who were content and who were willing to help each other out instead of being in competition with each other. We learn it through intentionality. We be peace by being intentional and looking for it. We be, and we be peace through sacrifice and doing things like this. It says in the Bible, But if anyone has the world's goods and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him, how does God's love abide in him? 1 John 3. If we have and close our heart against the people around us, then God's love isn't there. Jesus came to exhibit love and to show love. Tonight in a small way, but a tangible way, we want to show that love. But it isn't just about doing this at Christmas time. It's about expressing the gift and the joy of Jesus every day of our lives. So we're going to do that. We're going to celebrate. By the way, we have a lot of cake to eat now. <laughs> and it's good cake. If you would, uh, we're going to pray and get ready for the candlelight portion of the night. Father, I thank you for your grace. God, you're so good to us. Way above anything that we had ever deserved. And God, I thank you for the generosity of this church and how you work through them. God, I pray your blessing on each and every one as we get ready to go our, our separate ways and celebrate Christmas with our family this weekend. God, give us a sense of peace that only comes from you. And let us celebrate the spirit of Christmas, not just this week because Christmas happens to fall on December 25th on our calendar. Let us celebrate it every day because the fact that Jesus, God incarnate himself, would come here to earth doesn't just happen one day a year. God, that truth resonates with us whenever and wherever we go. God, let that truth this Christmas season penetrate someone's heart and change someone's life. Let the good news of Jesus go forward. Let us see lives changed. Not because of the tangible stuff we do, but because of what you already did for us. The fact that God himself would come here to earth and love us that much. God, we love you. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.